Welcome to Stewardology, a podcast where two worlds collide. In this show, financial advisor Tim Russell and Reverend Drew Geisey come together to explore the intersection of financial stewardship and theology. Their unique perspectives help Christians and churches understand and apply a biblical framework for everyday financial decisions so Christians everywhere can improve and strengthen their walk with Christ through biblical stewardship. Before we get started, we just wanted you to know that the topics discussed in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific investment advice or recommendations. Investing and investment strategies involve risk, including the potential loss of principal. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities and advisory services are offered through Genios Wealth Management, member FINRA and CIPIC. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Tim Russell and Drew Geisey. I'm Tim Russell. And I'm Pastor Drew Geisey. And we welcome you to episode 110 of the, the Stewardology, Stewardology Podcast. Podcast. Well, how wonderful would it be? to feel free, financially independent before you're in your late 60s or early 70s? Wouldn't it be great to not feel the pressure of going to a nine-to-five job just to work, to put food yeah, on the table? Working for the man. Working for the man. Many of us would jump on the opportunity to be financially independent and retire early, not having to rely or depend on someone else in order to be paid and to make a living. And there's this growing movement called FIRE, and it's an acronym that represents this, these phrases, financial independence, retire early, FIRE. And it holds that kind of idea. Today, we address a listener's question regarding the financial independence, retire early movement. Is this a good thing to want to retire early? What are the motives behind this movement? So let's take a look at our listener's question first. This comes from one of our listeners, Thomas. He wrote us a lengthy email, and let me read this to you. And we want to say, first of all, thank you, Thomas, for for writing in. He says, I am a 26-year-old. As a believer, a husband, and a father, I have found the biblical sequential priorities incredibly helpful in learning how to properly steward our household. When my daughter was born almost two years ago, I had an awakening to get my financial house in order and prepare for the future. A concept that I, that I started reading about was FIRE, or Financial Independence Retire Early, movement. I have been grappling with the concept of whether biblical stewardship is compatible with that philosophy. Some people go crazy with FIRE in their 30s. I don't really see a pathway for my family with that, but my goal is to retire at 52. I do thoroughly enjoy working, but I see being in the position to retire early as freedom, freedom to spend more time volunteering at my church, more time helping with future potential grandkids, or building more community. Not retiring into laziness, but building my storehouses so that I can spend more time building the kingdom. I'd love to see you guys tackle the subject of the FIRE movement. The main question is, can you follow the biblical sequential priorities for stewardship and achieve FIRE? I believe so, but in a different way than what the world does, and for completely different reasons. 
among that movement, there is a popular idea of paying yourself first, which goes exactly against what God has commanded us. It also, it's also tenuous because if I'm increasing my savings rate to 20 to 30%, would it be wiser to up my giving instead? I'd love to hear your take, and I don't think that I'm the only one wrestling with these thoughts. This podcast has been a fantastic resource, and praise God for your ministry. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much, Thomas, for submitting that question. Yeah, We are grateful that you are processing in such depth. So, Tim, why don't you talk a little bit more about FIRE, this, this concept? Yeah, so financial independence and retire early, the goal is to invest Again, there are a wide varieties yeah. of, of, of variants to this, but you know the goal is to invest substantially, like obscene amounts or percentages of your income for retirement savings so that you can retire in your 30s and 40s and travel the world and do whatever you want to do. The the tactic is really to cut down expenses like to the bare bone, to raise your income drastically so that you can increase the amount of money you're setting aside towards savings. Okay, let's let's before we get into all of the nitty-gritty, uh, let's talk about a couple disclaimers. Yeah. There's, there's nothing inherently wrong with living on less than you earn. In fact, that's what we've been advocating all along. We, Almost the, every podcast. The goal, the, the way to become wealthy is to simply live on less than you earn and invest you know, part of the difference, right? You, Correct. Uh, within the five biblical sequential priorities. And frankly, Thomas, I'm th- so grateful that you're thinking about this in the context of the, the five biblical you know, responsibilities that we're talking about here. Because we don't want to just live on less than you earn and and don't give and don't don't have short term savings and reserves and not providing for the basic living necessities of our family or not looking out for the needs of those who are less fortunate. So there's nothing wrong with living on less than you earn and saving and investing. There's nothing wrong with having enough to retire or even to retire early. Those things are not inherently evil or sinful. We also acknowledge that there are multiple frameworks that the fire philosophy can can exhibit. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So there's a fat fire, which really means you're uh, retiring with like a really easy retirement. Your standard of living stays the same. It's a fat fire. You're making, you know, three hundred thousand dollars now. You want to live on three hundred thousand dollars in retirement. You don't want to give up any of your income. There's lean fire, which requires you to devote yourself to a minimalist lifestyle. Or there's barista fire, which really says, hey, you want to retire as early as you can, but then you'll be, you would still require you to have a minimal part-time job, like working a barista at a coffee shop for a couple hours a, a, a day or a week, in order to cover your your expenses. So it's it's com combining leanness with retiring early and having a, a low stress kind of a job. Yeah. So, and there are, there are many other additional variants more than just these, these three. So there are some concerns, however. So what are you sacrificing in order to maximize your savings? That's a great question. Tim. That's the, probably the most important question that we have to wrestle with. And Tim, I want to start off with the first thing that I'm 
if I had some, a group of these people that are into the fire movement, I would ask, and they are believers, I would look them in the eye and say, are you sacrificing giving to the Lord's work as you build this, this plan and program in your life and in your family's life? That's a challenge. One of the answers might be, well, yeah, you know what? I think I am. I, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice my giving today so that I can give more away later. Now, here's I'm the biblical response to that. that one. The, the, if you look at Proverbs chapter 3, he says that you are to give of your first fruits, uh, not your Lord. last fruits, your first fruits. Not, so, not your later f- fruits. Yes. So as you have increase, as you have income, the point is that you're supposed to give as a part of a regular part of your lifestyle. If you delay your giving until some future date, some dates in the future. Uh, the problem is you're going to th- develop unintentionally an idea that this money is really your own. You re- you don't owe it to anybody. You Correct. were the one who worked hard for it. It's all of your making that this money comes in. The reason we give is because God gives and because mon- giving breaks the power of money in our heart. And the biggest fear I have about fire is it makes money potentially the biggest and most important thing in your life. That retirement in and of itself could become an idol or a god. And that is a scary thing. That's something that I want to just pause and 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 press on on those who are who are pursuing the fire world or philosophy to just take some stock of your own heart. Yeah, what's your driving desire? Yeah. Why? Are, why are you pursuing this? I'm not saying that everyone pursuing it is sinful or bad or that it's inherently wrong in and of itself, but if we're not giving unto the Lord, we're not meeting the basic necessities of our family, you, you're saving. That's the whole point of fire. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a point number two for the five biblical framework. Um, but you're not meeting your, your basic living necessities, your family, you're, you're endangering your family and their health because, you know, you don't want to pay for health insurance because you're young and, and healthy. You don't want to pay for life insurance because you're, you want to save as much as you can. I would say that'd be foolish. That's, at, that's putting your family at risk. It's squeezing your family yeah. just to get every ounce that you can for future investing. Is that really the wisest thing to do? I'd say, no. What about... What about the poor and people offerings category? Those who are the widow, the orphan, those who are needy within your church, your yeah. neighborhood, your across the fence. Is your focus on that goal going to cause you to close your eyes to the cries of the poor? Mm. So those are the challenges that I have. I think that it would be very, very difficult unless you have an extremely high income to pursue fire and still maintain, I'm sorry, pursue a strict, like very, very restrictive fire philosophy while maintaining five biblical priorities. It would be very difficult, yes. And the sad but true thing is, I, as I kind of learned and learned more about this this fire mindset, because that's what it is, it becomes a mindset. And, it's a way and of life. It's yeah. a way of life. It does cut out or potentially cuts out generosity to the local church. It cuts, and it, and what it does is it makes you the focus of your earning and your earning potential. And the focus is really on that money. 
and not trusting God to be that great supplier of your needs. It's like, God, I'll provide for myself now, and then in my later years, God, um, I'll, I'll shift my transfer over, and I'll, let, I'll trust you on this, that you're going to keep this money growing for me. That's, that's not how it works. So there's a challenge of mindset, and I would even go as far as saying the heart behind the mindset that's here with this, with at least initially processing this fire movement. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm wrestling with this idea. Is this person, this couple, this family consumed with the love of money and they're masking it with some good pictures? We don't, Tim, we talk about this. We don't have a guarantee of tomorrow. no. And we can drive all this, all these pieces, and we have done. And let's say we wait until 30, 40 years, until or 30 or 40 years old, and we start giving unto the Lord's work. We have lost a great joy of blessing the local church, of blessing individuals, of seeing kingdom work happening because of our generosity. What a loss that would be. Mm. Uh, there's there's a there's a love of money and a consumption that is there. First Timothy six eight and nine says this: If we have food and clothing, with these shall we be content. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation, into a snare, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. What are you pursuing? Is it that wealth? Is it that retirement? Is that the focus? You can still do retirement. We don't even talk about retirement. We talk about redeployment. That's our passion. We we are not fans of putting on the the pink flamingo shirts and getting the golf clubs out seven days a week. That's not that's not what we're seeing ought to be for scripture. But what we're saying is those that want to get rich, they fall into temptation, into a snare of many foolish and harmful desires. It's self-induced destruction as what the Word of God says. I think that's really helpful to keep in mind. So the the question Thomas asked is is filled with a lot of wisdom and and concern to do the right thing. Yeah. So here's—there are a couple other things that I I would say are general concerns that I want to ask about. What is the motivation— behind uh, getting done with work so soon. First of all, retirement is not a biblical idea. Correct. So, uh, however, his idea of retirement is more like our idea of redeployment, which I am thrilled with. I Look, loved Thomas, when you Thomas, when you talked about like investing in your family, your kingdom, and service to others, I, you know, I loved your goal and your heart there. I think those are the things that all retirees, regardless of your age at retirement, need to be focusing on. But let's talk about work for a minute. Is there a underlying false belief that work is somehow inherently bad, that that leisure is the good thing and that work is somehow not good or or secular work is somehow less holy than religious work those things are not true god calls 
us to work before the fall ever happened. So are we running away from work? Are we running into into laziness? Again, Thomas was very clear. It's not about being lazy. His his idea of retirement is not about laziness. So I'm not going to fault him for that. But for you, as you listen to this, you know, you're, you're hearing Thomas and hearing how he processes things. Notice he's not looking about this as a laziness or a way out of hard work. So if your motivation is to get out of work to retire early because you don't like hard work, you want beds of ease, you want to do what you want when you want to do it with whatever, with whomever you want to do it with, it's all about you. Your idea of retirement at the end of the day is about you. It's not about Christ. Your life, my friend, is not about you. Your work is ultimately not about you. Your money, your income, your possessions, your family, it's not about you. All of these things are gifts from God to point you to him. Amen. So if if you if you're going down the fire road uh and and want to retire early and have that financial independence, praise Jesus for that concern, but be very careful about your uh, love of yourself too much and your own creature comfort so much that you cannot see the needs of others. You cannot see your responsibility before the Lord. You do not honor those those things. So Again, be very cautious. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Take that concern very, very carefully. The The second part of my concern with the whole fire is the idea of independence. First of all, I have to acknowledge the vast majority of my clients, as I talk to them about what motivates them for saving and investing, is so that they don't have to be a burden to their children. They want to be financially independent so they can retire when they are ready to, not when they're forced to. Right. So a lot about that that I think is wise and good. But there's also an element, a stream that flows through that desire that's also dangerous. It, we think that we can be independent. We can be independent of God. It's not, it's not, I don't need to be on anyone else's dime. I take care of me. I am the only person who's responsible for my happiness and success. Hmm. Again, there's elements of truth to that in the sense that God has given you responsibilities. He'll take care of the work, but you're still responsible to do the effort, right? We acknowledge that. Right. But it's still a dependent independence. You need to be dependent on the Lord so that you're able to not be a burden on others. Your goal is to entrust yourself to the Lord. What happens when the market goes south and the dollar size of that portfolio decreases by a larger margin than you are comfortable with? What's happening in your heart? What is happening with your fear of your independence and your thoughts of the future? My friend, Jesus has promised he will never leave you or forsake you. Amen. He will always provide, whether you have $5 million or $5, he will provide. Amen. So, there's another area where I have some concern about an unregulated, unbiblical uh, approach towards fire. And my my fear is that the vast majority of people going down that road are doing it because of the love of money, the love of self, and a desire to be independent of all authority in their lives, including God, boss, anything. And there's a false idea that work is somehow bad and that ease is good. Just sit back and think. Look at a lot of retirees. They go into those retirement times with little to no purpose, and they have a very frustrating future. And some people, it's very short-lived. 
And I, I know some extended family members that went into retirement and then they decided to get out of retirement mm-hmm. because they were bored. Yeah. Well, so let, let's move on and let's talk about what's praiseworthy because there's a lot of good, certainly about what Thomas is thinking and how he's processing. Absolutely. Right? He, he's saying that he wants to do this, pursue this retire early financial independence to bring honor to God. Uh, his his whole idea is maybe he wants to retire early, maybe serve the Lord. I don't, he didn't say this. Maybe he's you know, thinking about serving on a mission field. I've seen that. Yes. I've got I've got clients who I know people have they didn't it. retire early per se, but they actually retired uh, at the typical age from public school system, had two really strong pensions, and moved overseas to become a self-paid missionary. Love that. Not a burden to anyone else, not a burden to the church, and we're able to serve. What about teaching in Christian school or Wait. serving in local missions organizations, church organizations? What about uh, living on less than you earn so that you know, you're not consumed by your, your wants. There's though that's, that's a laudable thing. Yeah. Living on less than you earn is a good idea. Not being consumed by materialism is a, a solid, that's solid a great piece thing. of the fire movement. That's a great piece. So, yeah. So there's an, there's an element of minimalism that I think I can certainly get behind because it seems to fly in the face of materialism. Yeah. And we like to look at those, Retirement, as I mentioned earlier, as more so redeployment. Uh, the Word of God does not dive deep into the topic of retirement, but it does touch on the topic and it enlightens us specifically with the Levitical practices that are noteworthy. And for the Levites that were serving the temple, at the age of 50, it was mandatory for them to step out of their daily duties. We see this in Numbers chapter 8, and it is a good thing. But the thing is, those Levites, when they went into this, quote, retirement at 50, they did not step out of a role. They stepped into a new role. They did not carry the heavy stuff and move the heavy stuff. They now, I'm going to put my terms on, became the supervisors, the managers to keep things operational. So it's not a step out, don't do anything. It's redeploy into a new focus, a new way of doing things. And I think that's an important process to have as we look at this fire movement. Yeah, yeah. So can you follow the biblical sequential priorities for stewardship and achieve fire? Would it be wiser to increase my giving instead of my savings? These are some of the questions that, you know, we sh- we need to kind of navigate. So what about financial independence? Is that a good motivation? I mean, Sure. I mean, we talked about it's, that a little bit. It's not a there, bad there are concerns, thing. but yeah, that, that's it's not. Yeah, it's certainly not. I certainly don't want you to be financially dependent on others because you're lazy and don't want to do work and just live on the government door. Right. Um, retire early is that a good thing? Well, not necessarily. I mean, it can be okay, I guess, but it's not necessarily in and of itself a good thing because there could be some negative motiv- motivations. We talked about this already. Uh, I don't want to be at the mercy of my employer. Uh, this whole nine to five thing is killing me. Uh, I don't want to give my time to my employer. I, I, I simply want the freedom to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it with whom I want to do it. Ultimately, the greatest idol here is I want to control every aspect of my life. It's interesting. I want to be in control. Tim, you just nailed it. I heard you say the word I so many times in that that little montage there. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. And that's the focus. The focus potentially 
of some some of those in the fire movement is that I, me, my, it's my focus. And for us as believers, we need to crawl out of that mindset because it's not about us. It's about reaching others with the gospel because that's the only thing that we can take out of this world, our impact into another person's life and having them come to know Christ and grow in Christ. That's the what I'd like to invest in, not just in my work years, but in my redeployment years also. Yeah. There are some positive motivations. We certainly see this in Thomas's email. We want to have more time to serve the church, to serve believers, I to serve love, the world. Yes. I, as a pastor for many years, those were the people that made the church the church. They served on boards. They served in physical repairs and maintenance and mm-hmm. upgrades of the church. In my years of pastoring, I counted on those those men and women to step up and make things happen yes. for gospel purposes. Love that. And can I say, very good thing to do and build that into the mindset and the heart today. So when those days come, you're actually doing it. So, yeah, here's, here's a verse to, to think about. If you gain the whole world but lose your soul, what profit is there? Ooh. Good job. You you saved and worked really hard, and and now your kids don't want to talk to you because you were never home. You lost your marriage because you stopped investing in date night because you needed more money for re- so that you can retire early all by yourself. Yeah, um, and that's what you did. You or, retired by yourself, or, or you you work so hard that you you neglect your faith, and and eventually you make shipwreck of your faith. You've you've lost your your way. Now we're going to the extreme here. Well, the reality is those who make money, the ultimate thing in their life, those who pursue money, those who desire to be rich, what does that verse say, yeah. Drew? If, if Destruction is the end result. They pierce themselves through with many, many pangs. pangs. Many pangs. It's self-inflicted injury and pain. So be aware of of the, the negative side of... Congratulations. Worst case scenario here, you're entirely successful and you lose all the things that really, truly, ultimately matter. Money is not the end. It is a means to an end. The end is not you. The end is Christ. The end is family. The end is the kingdom of God. It's not about you. Tim, as I was processing this fire movement and the philosophy, it it, it leads to sacrifice a lot, if not all, generosity and giving for the sake, I'm going to put my spin, a biblical spin on it, of building bigger barns. Mm-hmm. Let me say it this way. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and I will build bigger ones and there will, I will store all my grain and my goods and I will say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? Mm. This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not, what's it say? Rich Rich towards God. God. You know, that this passage... When we were talking about doing this fire episode, this one just resonated with me because I see some of the same mindset. Now, I'm not saying that they're building bigger barns. 
and all this other stuff. But what I see here is, yeah, you could be building bigger barns for yourself. You could be doing that. And the, the goal is to take life easy, to eat, drink, be merry, enjoy your life. And here, the scriptures make it clear, God steps before this person and says, hey, uh, your life is mine tonight. I'm taking it. And God has the right to do that. He is God. He is sovereign in control of all things. And then you have spent your life storing up these treasures in these barns. And it says here that this person was not rich toward God. Are you willing to sacrifice the riches and passion and pursuit of God and his kingdom and his work for the sake of of building a bigger barn for yourself. Yeah. So I guess we could boil this whole thing down and say this, the pure fire philosophy without any kind of biblical modifications is not compatible with Christian stewardship. Agreed. Uh, so clearly this is, is a humanistic, hedonistic Ooh. Well a, said. A, a passion or approach to life. Yeah. Yeah. There are ways it can be modified for great use, but beware of the love of money, beware of the building of bigger barns, beware of sacrificing non items that are essential, non-negotiable items that need to be a part of your budget, like the looking out for the needs of others and uh giving to the church. Well, let's let's, let's just bring in the biblical sequential priority framework. Well, yeah, so Let's talk Thomas about that talked, for a moment. So Thomas talked about that. Now, I want to encourage you uh, to go back to episode three through seven in, in our in our you know podcast history. You can go back to those, and you can find the framework laid out there, and we've talked about it at various points. But let's go back, and let's, let's kind of touch on the points here. Drew, what are the five framework pieces? Well, the first one is you give. And in if you're going to be doing the fire movement and, and processing— yeah. Give unto the Lord first. Yes. You don't pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. You give of your first fruits, as we started off our conversation with. Yes. You give that to the Lord. And the second thing is, you need to save. Are you saving to protect your family? Now, we understand part of the fire movement is saving and aggressively saving, but not to the point where you're giving a detriment problem complication to your family. Help me understand the concern you have about saving that. I think they will save to the point where they will scrimp and become so cheap that ah. they will not do what is needed and necessary for their family. So They're let's then then I, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Let's let's talk about that. Number one, we give, and that's a big concern. You you may skimp on your giving. Number two is save. You may make that such a high priority that you focus on that to the detriment of number three, spend. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So that's, that, that's that, essentially that goes hand doing. in it. Yes. yes. So you're doing way too much saving so that you don't have enough money to, to pay, be honorable and timely with your creditors, right? So theoretically, it, with a fire framework, you would have no debt. Right. That you you want to be be you know paying um, for all of your living expenses, but you might cut your living expense so close you're cutting it down to the bone and getting to the point where you're putting your family at risk. You're not having the insurances at where they need to be. 
insurances. If you're not paying for the essentials that you need to have for your children to be in a school environment, perhaps that they need to be to be grown or what they need for the school. Exactly. And the proper and All proper food, not just the cheap and the simple and the basic stuff, but you the can't proper live food. On ramen your entire life. May have worked in college. college. But it doesn't work for the rest of life. <laughs> Very true. So so I'm a little concerned about that, but then also it's the offerings that we talk about in the five biblical sequential priority framework. And that, that is finding the needs of others. Yeah. The, the, here's what it comes down to is if you live with a aggressive fire movement, people may see you as one in need, but really you're not. You're, you're living so cheap. You're saving so much money. You're not expending much at all. You and your family and people are looking. It's like, wow, their 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 car is twenty five years old and it's barely making it. And you know, we we can give them a fifty dollar gift card at Christmas time or something. You know what? Don't be that person. Yeah. You need to be the one that is giving that card to somebody to be a blessing. So we have give, save spend offerings the last one is really interesting and it might be surprising luxuries yeah the problem with fire is that you don't have much luxuries none and, and i think they and strip why it. is that a problem why is it a problem here's the reason and again if you're struggling and you don't have enough income you don't have any luxuries it's not a problem for you these individuals are sacrificing so much that they're they're kind of going against what ecclesiastes says a man saves and works so hard and then he dies and hasn't enjoyed the income that he had. All of the things he saved is destined for another person, not even for himself. This is a great evil. This is sadness. It's vanity of vanity to not to enjoy the things that the Lord has graciously provided to you. Because you're so busy working, you're so busy focusing on the future that you can't simply enjoy the now. There's obviously a wisdom and a caution here about going too extreme, so much focused on the future that you don't enjoy the present, or so much focused on the present that you don't even think about the future. The biblical steward is not on either end of those extremes. God God is not a cosmic killjoy. He doesn't want to just knock us down and not let us have some fun. He, in his word, allows us and wants us to enjoy the fruit of our labor. Provided that we're following the framework, give, save, spend, offerings, then luxuries. Exactly. Yeah. So I understand in the fire framework that you may cut your luxuries back quite quite a bit, by all means. If that's what, how you want to live, by all means, do that. But be very cautious of that. I think it's wise and good to trim and cut luxuries. I have to do that periodically. I take a look at our budget. I see where, where we're spending, pull back, or maybe even increase. But you do that on a regular basis. So it's give to the Lord first. Save to provide and to protect for your family. Spend, meet the obligations and the needs of your family wherever you are, apartment, home, whatever it is. And then from there, look for the needs of others and then enjoy. Mm, you can limit how much you enjoy, but have some enjoyment. So there's some cautions that we have here. Your one caution is living for tomorrow and neglecting today. Tim, what do you think about that? Well, I think I've already said what I have to say about that. You know, um, we do want to make sure 
that, that we're not so future focused that we're not any presently good. Uh, presently say, wait, good wait, 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 that, that was wonderful. Say that again. We don't want to be so futurally focused that we're no presently good. Oh, love the, that the, phrase. The point here is that if we're so focused on the then and there that we're not going to be here and now. We're not going to be present with our family. We're not going to be at the events that matter, the birthday parties, the baseball games, and all of those things. We're, we're going to be working through the anniversaries and the important dates in our lives because at the end of the day, money and building that future becomes the end-all be-all. So yes, be cautious about that excess. Yeah, because God is working in the here and now. And if you say, I'm not, I'm not going to give unto the Lord today, but I'm going to wait until 20 years to give unto the Lord, you are not par- participating in yeah. God's work yeah. today, yeah. and you will lose that joy. Second caution. I think this one is so profound. I have to. I, I came up with it. But really, seriously, but no, in all seriousness, no, I, I really do believe this is, this is a profound thought that many people thinking about fire need to think about. Where is the source of your happiness and contentment? Well said. If you cannot be content while you're working and serving your family and church in the way in which God called you right now, and you're so focused on your contentment is based in the future when you're able to retire and you have a certain dollar amount, there's a problem. Yeah. Your happiness is tied to something that's frankly outside of your control. Mm -hmm. You are discontented with the present because it's not enough for you. Mm. It's not trusting in the goodness of God in the present. That's a caution. Yeah. There's danger there. That discontentedness can lead to bitterness and resentment as things may not work out the way you expect, as your health may not hold up the way you expect, as events and circumstances outside of your control take away the things that matter the most to you. Third, there is a danger of idolatry. That control and independence can become controlling matters in your heart. Yeah. There's, there's a lot that's here to kind of process this. Let me kind of wrap this up. There's nothing wrong with planning and doing an early retirement or early redeployment. There's nothing wrong with that. And it would be totally wrong to have misplaced priorities. Haggai 1 actually talks about it. Go back to our earlier episodes and look for the Haggai 1 episode where the Israelites had misplaced priorities and their focus was on themselves and their desires. They built paneled houses, sealed houses. That was their focus. Yeah. I think it's episode 2. Episode two, I think it is. We need to seek the Lord and remember to steward well what he has put into our care. All that you have and will have, it's not yours. It's the Lord's, as Thomas made it clear in the beginning. So do not become the hoarder of cash, but choose to live generously. Listen to what First Timothy 6 has to say as we close out this time. Command those that are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share 
In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of that life that is truly life. One final caution as we wrap up this episode is that we can become so focused on that small gap of retirement years, whether it's, whether it's 20 years or whether it's 50 years, it's a blip on the map of eternity. Preach it. And if we're so focused on maximizing our joy and our pleasure in those years of retirement that we neglect storing up for ourselves treasures in heaven, we miss the heart of Christianity. We miss the truth that that you don't need to be rich to go to heaven, but everyone who goes to heaven will be vastly more wealthy than the richest man on earth because they have Christ, because they've stored up for themselves a firm foundation for the future. Yeah. Because they have made they have not made money their God. They have made God their God. Amen. And they worship and serve him. Not themselves, not their family ultimately, but God. And if you choose not to participate into giving today, and you say, I'm going to do it at a later time, and giving unto the Lord, that is, you are not, let's say the Lord calls you home early. You missed that opportunity to lay up that treasure. It's all gone. Yep. It's all gone. Again, not to be morbid, but to speak truth. We have no guarantee of our breath today, but God gives us that guarantee of being with him forever and the rewards in our investment into people's lives for the gospel. Drew, I appreciate you sharing that. Now, uh, thank you, Thomas, for taking the time and writing such a well-crafted, well-articulated series of questions in that email. If you heard that that email question and our our interaction with it and think, you know, I would really like to get my question answered, there there are two ways to do that. Number one, you can go to our website, stewardologypodcast.com forward slash idea. And, and you can share that question directly with us on our website. The second way that you can have that question answered is by taking advantage of your free personal stewardship review. Maybe you don't think this is a broadly applicable to the rest of the world and you know you, you just need your question answered, your specific set of circumstances. That's what a stewardship review is for. Go to stewardologypodcast.com forward slash review to request your free review. Uh, Consider giving us a rating and review. Send us an email with uh, comments, feedback, criticism, helpful suggestions. Those are all really encouraged. And don't forget to review the show notes at our website, stewardologypodcast.com. Until next time, take care, God bless, and meditate on Hebrews 12, 28, and 29, which says, therefore... Since we have received an unshakable kingdom, let us be filled with gratitude and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Why? For our God is a consuming fire. Thank you for joining us on the Stewardology Podcast, where financial stewardship and theology meet. We'd like to help you take your next steps in biblical financial stewardship. First, subscribe in your podcast provider to get the newest episode delivered to you every week. Next, follow us on social media and visit our website at stewardologypodcast.com. There you can find our social media links and our entire episode archive. 
Remember, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. See you next week on the Stewardology Podcast. Securities and advisory services offered through Genius Wealth Management, member FINRA and SIPC.